The dream to start a podcast started while our babies were in the NICU and Taylor and I were drinking some White Claws on a Thursday night after hours at the NICU. The stories of two microprenies who took different paths through the NICU and two mamas who literally ran on cold brews and White Claws. We'll share our stories in hopes to inspire and educate parents, grandparents, and friends about the NICU and beyond. I am Macy Petting, along with Taylor Hoskins, and this is the Real Mamas of the NICU podcast. Because I'm going to tell you this one's probably going to be a hard one for you. It's just going to be a little, yeah, maybe trigger me just a little, but it's okay. It'll be good. It'll be a good uh, therapeutic episode. Well, I just, I remember, um, like Noah was like just born and I had doctors saying like, just letting you know, like your baby is sick. And I never thought of it that way. Like I thought, yeah, she's born prematurely and she has a lot going on and she's probably, she, you know, she's fighting for her life, but I, I kind of liked in a way how they framed it as your kid is sick, you know, like not not like your kid is dying or Ugh. has all like she's they're sick and when you're sick like in my mind you get over it yeah I know <laughs> so I don't know if I liked it because of that but um all, obviously all these babies <clears throat> in the NICU are sick like yeah. otherwise they wouldn't be there but yep. so I think there's different levels of sickness and so, you know, we both, both Liam and Noah had very crazy, <laughs> like, I don't know how else to explain it, like different sicknesses in, yeah. in, in, in different ways. Like Noah definitely yep. had sicknesses where it didn't last very long and there's some where, you know, that they prolonged, they prolonged yeah. and di- different interventions had to be done. And, and then yep. like in Liam's case, he was really sick and mm-hmm. had to change ventilators and have an emergency surgery and stuff like that. So, oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Thinking about that just makes me just want to like roll up in a ball. I bet. Ugh, but it's good. Do you it's want good. to talk about that or would you rather not? I don't mind talking about it. It I feel like it's something that I don't know. You know what I mean? You share it in hopes like if someone else is ever going through that situation, they don't feel like they're alone. And also like as a mom, I think it's good for moms to share, you know, realistic and their real feelings, raw feelings. Yeah. But what I know about you Taylor though, is like you share a lot of your life. But like you don't share the things that are hard and difficult. And I know like, I think you've given us a win. I shouldn't say us because I was, I was there. I know what happened. Yeah. I think like your friends and some of your family, like you gave a window into what was wrong with Liam, but you never, I don't have no idea. Even now to this day, it's like, they will never understand like the severity of especially that one whole sickness but even you know like the smallest things and like sure COVID is hard because we couldn't have family and friends there visiting seeing it and thinking about it I don't know if I would have ever wanted them to see that but also part of me is like then maybe they would understand like 
where a lot of this like trauma continues mm-hmm. after. Yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> you definitely, you were there. You <laughs> were right. I remember that day for sure. Yeah. Well, let's talk about um, some of the easier things to talk about first. And then if you okay. feel like you want to share, you totally can, but don't feel pressure to. Yep. Um, so I think like, so let's say kiddo's been in the NICU for a while and they are showing signs of sickness. What were some of the signs that even in Liam's like easier illnesses, what, what signs and symptoms was he showing that indicated he might be getting sick or could be developing a sickness? Um, well, and you know, like in the moment, I didn't really know, especially in the beginning, like I was clueless. And as time went on, you know, you would pick up those indicators, like being the mom, being the caregiver, watching and seeing what led to something that could go wrong. Um, I'm trying to think, I think a big one would be, you know, not able to hold, um, saturations, consistently was always a big indicator um yeah so like if they were requiring more oxygen and they'd have to be turned up you can't see me but air quoting turned up (laughs) yeah provided more oxygen yep yeah I would say that it's also hard because you know thinking about it like preemies they sleep all the time so you can't really Mm -hmm. say more lethargic yeah Um, (laughs) In the beginning, I think it was really hard to tell because, I mean, they were just trying to make it day by day in like a environment to keep them growing and healthy, like what they should be doing in our belly. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I a- think, I think like, I, if I remember correctly, it's like, oh, Noah didn't wake up for her cares. Like if yeah, they were like yes. messing with her. Yeah. Um, if she didn't wake up you know like one time one off whatever but like if if it's been a couple cares and she's just been sleeping I think that that might might be an indicator Mm -hmm. yes and I do remember actually like within the first week of being in the NICU we had one nurse in bay one and I don't know if you have ever had her her name was Hope and she was one of my favorites but she had been there forever and I just remember her telling me like she loved how Liam was like 27 weeks, but had some feist to him. And he was, you know, and she's like, that's a good thing. So, you know, if you notice opposite, then sometimes that's an indicator. Something might be happening. So I think that was a big thing. Her telling me that like kind of watching for those signs of him, not like trying to rip his tubes out or like Mm -hmm. small things like that, I guess. Yeah, no, I'd say no. Similarly, was yeah, was trying to escape squat swaddles yeah. and, and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, even Self, even self debate. Yeah, <laughs> that did happen one time. Oh my um, goodness! Thankfully, it hasn't like happened with her trach or anything. But yes, it did happen on Nava. Um, yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, and I think if I remember right, heart rate, but like that could also mean that they're hot. Like, yeah, they're very hard. And that's why NICU nurses are so good at their jobs because they pick up on it pretty quickly Mm -hmm. and doctors don't mess around. Like if they even think there is a chance that a baby will be sick, they will start testing for different type of illnesses. Yes. That's one thing I wish I would have 
kept track of. I did in the beginning. I wrote every single thing down. I wish I would have had count of like how many blood gases, how many, you know, because mm-hmm. I would be really interested to know. Mm-hmm. I have zero idea. Um, I'm opposite. I didn't write at the beginning and wrote more like the, the middle end. to the end. Um, and I, I've only pulled it out a few times when like a mom would reach out and be like, how old was Noah when this happened? And I'm like, oh God, I have no idea. So it was yeah. nice to be able to like revert back to that. And similarly, we had a, um, our friend Livia, yeah. um, she would all the time be like, okay, at this gestational age, this is what Kerrigan was doing. And I always thought that was super helpful. That is really awesome. Looking back, I wish I would have stayed more like on top of it, writing all that stuff down. Yeah. I'm with you, especially at the beginning. And then the other way is the beads of courage was kind of a nice way to like tally some of those things. And, um, you can look back on that and just see what they have overcome. But yeah. Yeah. That is really cool that they do that at the hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so some of the modalities they use to just make sure, like, obviously babies can't tell us that they're sick. Um, I mean, they can in their own way, but it's, again, hard to pick up on those indicators. So typically, at least in Noah's case, she, like, if they thought she was getting sick or acting different, they would immediately do, like, a blood panel to make sure that, you know, her white blood count is right, her sodium is in check like I don't even remember all the things that were on them but just um, different blood panels and then they would do the cultures to make sure that nothing negative was growing and I swear they did that to know every uh, single week <laughs> I know oh or like multiple times a day how about have yeah. you ever had that right. oh my gosh yeah yep let's repeat this <laughs> yeah we're like please don't <laughs> I just remember like sometimes walking and they're like, well, we just did a blood panel and cultures because I thought she was acting funny. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. You're like just another day here in the NICU. Yep. (laughs) Um, I feel like this next one is very common in every NICU journey. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Blood gas. Yeah. Yeah. And you, I feel like you're a little more knowledgeable on this one. I mean, I know the gist of it, but you go ahead and explain this one. Yeah. So I, well, I have to remember correctly. Um, so yeah, and you guys, we are not NICU. We are not nurses and nurses. We don't know what we're talking about half the time. So, um, just follow along with us, pretend like we know what we do. So this is from a mom standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So all of our nurses right now are going to be laughing at us, but, Mm -hmm. um, so a blood gas and this is the traditional heel poke is that what you would probably here um, to make sure that the blood in uh, the baby is oxygenating properly. And so this is what we they would pretty much, to my knowledge, solely move the oxygen and um, pressure support on ventilators. So if it was a good blood gas, which I don't even remember the numbers anymore. I think it was like if it was like 30 in the thirties, well, I was going to say, yeah, if it was anything like above 35 or 40, then that was either going to stay the same or your ventilator support was going to go up. Um, and so, you know, oftentimes when babies are sick or even not sick, um, that, that blood gas might be high or low and that will de- determine how much oxygen or vent support is 
being given. So um, blood gases are, oh my gosh, several times a day, I guess, until you get a little bit older and a little bit more stable. And then it's once a day and then it moves to every other day or something like that. And um, we talk about weans from the ventilator. And once they get a little older and a little bit more stable, weans just don't happen as quickly. And I'm sure parents out there can completely remember just frustration of not being able to vent or to wean as fast as they um, were at one point. And I remember that being a huge like disappointment and frustration on our behalf. Oh yeah, I agree. Um, some other things that we consider is the vent support. If the baby isn't feeling very well, they're going to need some more. And there's things called peeps and pips and pips and <laughs> peeps, pips. And what's up? Isn't there another one? Eye time. I don't, I really have no idea. Oh man. Our respiratory team there would be so discouraged. And that's right. Would now. Be. Ralph, Sorry. if you're listening, give us a call and help us. <laughs> Pete oh Pippin, something. Gosh, I time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I'm really. sorry. We're it, not. We're not great at that. No. Um, Maybe we should have looked these up before. <laughs> uh, and that's so funny because when you're in it, you oh remember and you know it, and you're you can. But then, like that stuff kind of leaves you. It really does. So. Oh, uh, and let me add something about that yes. really quick. You saying you kind of know it. I will always remember even sending you a picture of like Liam laying in his bed or something. And Macy would be like, Oh my gosh, his pip is blah, 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 blah. That's so good. Or like, Oh my gosh, his pip is that what's going on. And oh. this little stinker would zoom in on this ventilator to see. I would, if like parents would like post pictures of their kids in the NICU, I'm like zooming in oh, on I'm the same event to see what kind of support. It's hard. Even like the, you know, like the, screen like oh yeah, zooming yeah, in, yeah. seeing what mm-hmm. what are they satting is everything good you know like it's just like a NICU I feel like being in there it's like a can't help yourself agreed agreed yeah. agreed that's and so then, funny but it is interesting how fast and even like with Noah and her ventilator right now I was looking at it the other day I was like oh gosh I don't remember what these are supposed to be because she hasn't had to use it very often yeah but, Oh, those, those RTs, man, they're smart cookies. They really are. <laughs> um, oxygen support, Taylor already talked about this one and yep. um, just needing more oxygen support if they're not feeling well. Um, you can speak to the next one, ultrasounds, echoes, and x-rays. So, yeah, um, this was a huge part of um, like checking different things going on with our little babies ultrasounds i don't think liam had a ton of those um echoes definitely we had a handful of those and that's typically correct me if i'm wrong he had his um on his heart a ton for hypertension um and also pda all of those good good old classic things in the heart area. And then (laughs) x-rays, 
I don't mean to laugh, but that was a very common, oh, um, common, common thing in the NICU. You just uh, hear that little uh, cart going yep. down the hall and you're like, yep. uh, I bet they're coming for me. <laughs> they're like, can you please step out of the room? <laughs> I'm like, but can I just stand here and just watch and make yeah. sure everything's good? Yeah. And then, um, then they come out and look at it and like, can I see? <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, oh, that's yeah, not those, good. those look a little oh, hazy. Those are good. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So those are very common, I would say even daily things that can happen to your baby while in the NICU, depending on the level of sickness, I guess they are yeah. going through at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. X-rays. Oh, daily, yeah. Not yeah. Echo, maybe. Yeah. Echo and ultrasound, not daily, but periodically you know yeah so the U of I has a cool hemodynamics team um shout out Dr. Amy Uh, actually there's a whole bunch of them that are really good but um they are really good at making sure that they come in and do echoes and I wasn't in there like a ton of for a ton of them but um it is kind of cool watching them work through their magic ultrasounds we just had um kidney yeah, we had fungal balls. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And uh, so that had to be tracked and know how to UTI at one point. And so just little things like that, that um, their staff is really good at coming in and being able to do that bedside. Yeah. And I would even say like now us being out of the NICU, that's still something that periodically takes place depending on like what it is that you're baby is dealing with in the NICU so like I'm not sure about Noah but like Liam has like every six months an echo just to check and make sure things are still looking good I don't know if we've had an x-ray well in a while but Mm -hmm. they still kind of happen outside of the NICU for the most part I would say yeah I think they worry with Noah about getting pneumonia and so they um if she's ever having any respiratory distress like working work of breathing's hard yeah um they might take a peek just to make sure that there's no pneumonia developing yep very cool oh yeah medication okay so one like one thing kind of going back to the blood cultures and panel panel if they think like something's wrong they're not going to wait for the cultures they're going to just start on a antibiotic that covers general things um and get that going and then as it cultures and if they need to adjust the medication they can but like these babies are on so much freaking medicine anyway oh my goodness <laughs> and steroids and-, and i don't think i realized that until like after in like looking at the actual list of stuff i'm like holy smokes yeah oh and like you know, they can't, um, you know, different medicines is taking away different minerals and vitamins. And so they have to Uh give them all that. I remember like the nurses would be like, okay, here's her morning concoction. And it's like 50 syringes of (laughs) medicine and it's like sodium and potassium. And then, you know, everything else that these kiddos need to be able to basically survive yeah Yeah. it's so amazing how they figure all that out yeah what medicine is liam currently on so as of today this would be um almost a year that we've been home he's currently on and i might butcher a couple of these names so please don't come at me um okay (laughs) so (laughs) he's on um an inhaler 
and he does that morning and night, uh, and it's called albuterol. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of how I could explain what that is. It just helps to, if I remember right, that's the rest. It's, it's, um, I don't know. Something respiratory wise with his rescue inhaler. Like, yeah. Yes. Helps open them. I, we don't know. Let's be, we don't know, but it's (laughs) going to be for his lungs. Um, and then he's still on something for his thyroid, um and still on his like pre preemie dose so hopefully weaning off of that very soon oh, cool. uh, yeah um and then he's on something for having higher blood pressures back in his day uh and then he is on it's called prednisolone and that's a diuretic i believe or a steroid it's a, it's steroid. a steroid yep yep and thankfully like they're all since coming home, we haven't had to like increase doses or anything like that. So we still have a little bit of a list going, but mm-hmm. we've worked our way down. So mm-hmm. slowly but surely. What about Noah? Oh gosh, I was I was trying to remember all the things we were on when she came home from child serve. Yeah. I, um I you know, she was on like sodium and potassium oh, when yeah, we yeah, came yeah. home. Um, but right now she, and all the breathing treatments right now, she just takes an inhaler of Flovent for her lungs. And then um, really, other than that, they started her on a reflux medicine to try to help with her vomiting that she continues to do. Um, yeah. I don't think she'll be on that for very long, but it's just trying to see if it will will work have you noticed a difference with it at all uh no okay i was gonna say this must i think that was the one we've talked about before yeah it's it's really it's so inconsistent and we can't figure it out but then you know like right now she has an ear infection and Mm -hmm. so she's on an antibiotic for that and we feel like it's a little bit better and we don't know if it's because of the antibiotic or if it's because of the acid reflux but um meds so we're just trialing things. But other yeah. than that, like right now, since she's has an ear infection, we give her doing a binner albuterol um, through a nebulizer. But other than that, really, it's just, um, oh, she does she does take uh, zithromycin, which is an antibiotic um, every other day, similar to your prednisolone, yeah. um, just to kind of cover general illnesses. This podcast is sponsored by HassleFree.com. HassleFree has supported many NICU families in the Iowa City area. HassleFree provides fundraising merchandise to help out families and organizations when in need of some extra funds. Let HassleFree deal with all the hassle. You don't have to deal with orders, exchange of money, or delivery. That way you can focus on what is most important for you and your family. in time blood transfusions didn't did liam have a lot um he had a handful of them i wouldn't say like a lot i would say maybe less than five okay maybe that's a lot yeah i don't right who knows what i don't know i would say noah probably had upwards of 10 yeah Um, but i don't know i just remember her like i could tell when she needed one like it was yeah I, it got to that point where I was like, oh, I think you need to check whatever. We need to perk her up a little. Gotta, yeah. gotta get her perk, perk her up yep. a little bit. My little feisty girl's not fighting me. Okay. Gonna it's cover a whole it. ep- 
Oh my gosh. But it is kind of interesting to go back and talk about some of these things that we haven't talked about in a really yep. long time. I agree. And I'm sure there's some people listening that are going through it right now and um, know exactly how we were feeling in the, that moment. But hang in there. We'll get through it. Agreed. I know it doesn't feel like it, but they will. They're strong. Yes. All right. Meeting adjourned. Meeting adjourned. Thank you for listening to the Real Mamas Then a Q podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and come back to listen for more. Please help us spread the word by leaving a positive review and taking a picture and posting it to your social. 